got a problem here And it's more than just Alvin's dream and Punisher When life begins to suck, who's reporting it? Luckily, you got two friends who you won't forget Coming live, Alvin and friend on survival Laughing non-stop, case drops on a cycle Louder than intrusive thoughts off an iPhone How they make the world seem bright with the lights off? AFs, it might as well stay up Lies being told like that dinosaur BS Magnifying glass to the ground if they don't see us Having the time, roasting your favorite pizza Bougie ain't an option, it's the wage Take it to the grave, add moving to the place You already know when they take the case Laugh the pain away, it's affirmative murder Hello and welcome to Affirmative Murder, the Equal Opportunity Murder Podcast I'm your host, Alvin Williams With me as always is my partner in true crime, Francel Evans What's up? I am actually uh, in the middle of a bit of a social experiment. Um, there are currently two serial killers around the North American area that are in custody. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of just doing a social experiment to see which one will inevitably get more coverage. One is named Bruce MacArthur. He lives in Toronto, Canada. He is a 66-year-old white man. And while when he got arrested, they found the remains of three human bodies in flower pots in a property that was linked to him. Hmm. And he also is, I think three out of the five victims that he's accused of killing are homosexual. So that's big. They found him in the where? In a flower pot? Yeah. Uh, I believe he burned them. So it was like ashes and bones, and, but they found him. I don't know what made them look there. Hmm. Maybe a smell, maybe a, a dog, you know, dog, maybe a body smelling dog. And the other uh, is I've been hearing some talks about, but not a lot for the fact that, you know, the word serial killer is being thrown around is Cleophis Cooksey Jr. from Phoenix, Arizona, who killed nine people in three weeks, including his mother and his stepfather. And he's also a rapper. His bars are trash, but he is a rapper. He's black. He is black. So I will be over the next couple of weeks and I invite you and, you know, anybody who's listening to just kind of watch coverage. I will say that I saw. Wait, you already been caught? They both are caught. And, oh, okay. And the, you know, the stories rolling out about the details of the murder and what made them do it and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So that is always interesting. But they both happened within the last two weeks. And I, a lot of the Cleophis Cooksey story I've been hearing. I've been watching like local news stories and stuff. Um, whereas, uh, the, the Canadian guy who Bruce MacArthur, I found his story on the CNN.com webpage. Um, it was, uh, one of the, it was trending a bit on Twitter, his story. And again, there is like, uh, LGBTQ element involved and also, uh, the bodies in the flower pots, but, uh, Cleophis MC Cleo or whatever his name is. I can't remember his rap name. He killed more people. It's in America. And he killed his mom. So I don't know which one is more interesting on paper, but I just want to see which one gets more of a narrative, which one mm-hmm. disappears faster. So I'm just, gonna, I'm just keeping my eye on that. I'm not saying either way, if it, it, you know, because I haven't seen how it's played out yet, but I'm just keeping an eye on it because they both have happened in the last two weeks. They're both pretty crazy stories. And there's only one difference in the two of them, and that's their skin color. So I'm just going to keep a, keep an eye on it and see which one kind of gets more buzz and more outrage and more eyeballs on it. Cleophis. Cleophis. Cleophis Cooksey. 
and he is a rapper. If you type in Cleophis Cooksey in YouTube right now, the first video that comes up is a video of him on his couch rapping. It's not a story about his murder. I'm not it's like from that. his YouTube page. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. I mean, hey, I didn't <laughs> like it, but you might. So, I mean, go. you're welcome to go listen to some bars. They're free. Nah. Well, yeah, that's your choice. He can keep that trash-ass bars and his name well, he, right where it's at. <laughs> look, man. Cleophis, he's a junior, first of all, so let's not sure bring Cleophis Senior into this. I'm not. It's a very unique name. Let's just leave it at that. Okay. If you want to use that word, sure. I, I'm going to choose to use that <laughs> because he killed nine people and he could escape. And he might stumble upon this podcast. Because cool. it is the hottest podcast in the street. So, Cleophis, I like all, the name. He can let all his friends know. Well, I like the name Cleophis. <laughs> I don't. Um, also, before, Alvin said that. Yeah, I did say it. No, yeah, you I, said he's the ones that said it. He didn't like his name. No. <laughs> Moving on. We're going to move both on to save both our lives. We're going to move on. So we're going to take a quick break. Let's get into these stories. And we come back, we're going to take some fucked up shit. So stay tuned. Fran, last week you went, and this week it is my turn to tell you my affirmative murder first. So are you ready for my affirmative murder, sir? Yes. Okay. This week, I'm going to tell you the story of Black Jesus and his cult of personality. Hmm? Stephen Tari was born on Manus Island in 1971. He studied to become a Lutheran minister at Amron Bible College in Madang, but left the school prematurely after rejecting the teachings of the Bible, leaving behind both his clothing and his belongings. He retreated into the mountain village of Gao, where he formed a personality cult around himself as the Messiah. And for those who don't know, a personality cult is just a cult where you, there's a, a main figurehead is who the, all the other people surround themselves around. And in this case, he chose that to be himself. Meaning, uh, they trying to be like him? Meaning they do whatever he says. He is, as, oh, okay. as opposed to a cult that says, we are trying to get in contact with aliens. Mm. He's like, no, you have to, you're doing everything for me. Oh, okay. Because I right. am a Holy Spirit myself. Do what I say. Um, and he adopted the moniker Black Jesus. According to some reports, he was expelled from the school for theft. And I added that little um, part in from the research because I thought it was like, super shady aunt like side mouth mm -hmm. mentioning like but you know i heard he really didn't leave the school he got kicked out of the school because mm -hmm. he stole some shit so i thought that was funny tari's cult which is estimated to have to have numbered as many as six thousand, became notorious for its alleged use of flower girls who served as concubines for tori concubines is another word for wives mm -hmm. the girls dressed in scant clothing and the Lutheran Church, which was very prominent in Papua New Guinea, declared Tari an enemy of the church. Tari was pursued by Royal Papua New Guinea police in 2005 as a result of his teachings, which included promises of material goods and well-being for the villagers' worship. So, you know, he, you know, not to, you know, shout out to anybody who believes in religion, but he basically did what the churches do. And, you know, there's this imaginary thing in the sky. And, you know, if you do these things for me you'll get these re these rewards. But his scam was actually worse because at least in, in you know, religion, you got to die to get that stuff. Mm -hmm. He's saying, no, if you give me this now, I'll get you some nice stuff eventually. Mm. Like in this world, you get money or material goods. I'll get them for you at some point. Mm -hmm. 
And then he don't got to worry about that, you know? So until, you know, all the people turn on him. But they don't, and they just keep following him for some reason. <clears throat> that's um, how cults work, huh? That's how cults work, yeah. So here's where it really turns um, sideways. The first rape-murder accusation against Tari involved the fate of Rita Herman, who joined the cult at age 13 as a personal flower girl of the self-styled Messiah. According to accusations, in 2006, Tari and a select circle of his ex-Lutheran aides, along with Barmahal Herman, the girl's mother and reported queen of the flower girls. I'm sorry, you said 13? I'm sorry. I'm not yes, the girl, his flower girl was 13. He likes him young. Um, and she was brought to him by her mother. Wow. Uh, who was a, uh, proclaimed to be the queen of the flower girls. Uh, they took 14-year-old Rita, or he took 14-year-old Rita into a private tent where she was raped by Tari. Um, Bar Mahal instructed her daughter to submit as she and her family would be blessed by Tari and would receive great gifts of material goods and wealth as a reward for the ritual. And by ritual, it, rape is what it right, is. Exactly. You know, we're not, it, it wasn't a ritual. He raped her. Um, after the rape, Tari killed the girl with multiple knife stabs. Wow. Barmahal's other daughter had been previously jailed for being one of Tari's flower girls. I don't really know how that works, but it's Papua New Guinea. Maybe he wasn't raping her exclusively. Maybe he was also sending her out to get things. or Maybe she got caught stealing. I don't know. I wasn't able to find much more than that. But All right, so he raped her, the little girl. Uh-huh, 14. Okay. He, rit- he ritualed her. Okay, so the mom can get some stuff. Yeah, some stuff TBD. He, he didn't. She didn't. That's get, that's what I mean. That's yeah. What, okay. At some you can, point, you can rape my daughter if you give me millions of dollars or some shit. Just oh no, no, no. Just that's not. Example. That's not how it went. How it went was, baby, listen to me. He's gonna take you in this tent. Just let him do with the ritual to you because at some point he's gonna bless you and me and our whole family with. Goods. Of, That's what I mean. With but I, material goods. I was using it for an example. I wasn't saying. Yeah. Anything. Well, I'm just saying it wasn't like a she. She like sold him to. Oh, it okay. was like just do it because oh, okay. he's the Messiah. He's Black Jesus, and he will bless us if you let him do his ritual. Oh, okay. And again, by ritual, I mean he raped her. Right. It wasn't but, a ritual. He raped her. But still, you can say she gave. Oh yeah. Well, he. For, well, not only did he give her to him, he asked her to give herself to him. Which is actually the most disgusting part right. of it. Not that she willingly did it, mm-hmm. but that's what she she was guilted into, you know, doing mm-hmm. by her by her her mother for some type of goods and services to the, not even be, you know, he just said some stuff. He right. didn't even give him the stuff. He just said, you know, I'll bless you with goods, material goods, if you let me perform a ri- I mean a ritual against your daughter. Can I get a receipt? No, it doesn't, no, no, it doesn't work that way. It's all good faith. It's good faith. It's a good that's faith ritual. That's, that's unbelievable. It's called the good faith ritual. These people are fucking whatever. Yeah. Well, yeah, I got a lot of... I love cults because of the mental illness of it. Of the people that's joining this shit. Yeah, 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 that's what I mean. Like oh. the, the... the You have to be really lost to... Completely. Let a, to let somebody come and tell you... Also, and Papua New Guinea is a third world country. Like they live in, they live in the woods. We're not the woods, like the forest. So to have a guy who's not doing much better than you come up to you and tell you that he's Black Jesus, and he will give you material goods mm-hmm. if you know you follow him, and he doesn't even have material goods, and his teeth are messed up, and you know it's like, 
what is what are you basing? Why 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 do I why should I believe you? You didn't but then pull it's up like, in a Lamborghini. Yeah, but then it's like for them, I'm guessing it's like, well, what do I got to lose? But that's what I mean, and that's <laughs> that's that's where my fascination comes that's from. Crazy. Because, because I've never heard of a cult, except I guess like maybe Christianity or you know, one of, any of the major religions that, and even those that when when you hear the philosophy behind it, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like when it gets boiled down to, you meet a person that's like, I'm in I'm in Zlorb. And, you know, I've been a member of Zlorb for a decade and, you know, we just we just want to make the world a better place. Okay, cool. Interesting. So tell me more about it. Maybe I want to become part of Zlorb. Well, we believe that the world is going to end in 2045 and then we will be turned into goop. And then that goop will get put into a spaceship (laughs) that shot to the sun. And then once we get to the sun, the sun opens up and turns into a gate where we get to Zeta 43. And then once we get to Zeta 43, it's a planet that looks exactly like Earth, but we're all seven feet tall. You're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, it's like, I don't want to road, road you off your story, but I, mean, I was at work and I had this old lady come to me. I gave her her mail and it was like, so do you go to church? I was like, nah, I go to church. Well, I'm a Jehovah's Witness. And oh, God. Do this, you know, you know, a- Apple and Eve. I was like, oh, here oh, we go. Oh, God. Like, you know, you know. Did she ha- give you a plan? The a heavens. The heavens. No. She, oh. This is, We was at our house. So she was Oh, like, the tables turned. You went to a Jehovah's Witness house. Well, I had, I mean, I was there. I mean, I'm saying, they yeah, come yeah, to my yeah, damn yeah, house yeah. at 9 o'clock in the morning right, on a exactly. Saturday. God, it was like, yeah, I'm you know sorry. the apple and the eve and that's that. You know, the heaven's gates and, you know, don't you want to Don't you want to go to this when you when you pass and, you know, you come down and. Ma'am, you know, I have to get to I my next like, round. I was like, oh, I, I, I got to go. I have to go. I got to go. That is. I just think it's it inappropriate. Just, I, I'm at, you not see only is work. it inappropriate, but, like, you can't. You can, I guess, if you're like a, an abrasive person, mm-hmm. but you just kind of get stuck in that conversation against your will because you can't tell somebody like, "Look, I don't care about your religion." Right, and so I you just, just have to be like, "Oh, okay, cool." I was just stuck Apple in there for like Eve. Yeah. a good fifteen minutes. Yeah, I mean that's that like, I mean, oh. she she stole fifteen minutes of your life, and it's information that you don't you're never going to use. You didn't want to receive it. It was just like I was like, Shh, "It's against your yeah, it's against your will." I. By imposing your stories or <laughs> shit people don't want to hear. I hate when people have pictures of their babies. I don't care. I don't care. Uh, unless I, I like, know you. Unless you're uh, my friend and I, you know. But, like, person that's, like, how you want to start a conversation is, like, oh, these are my, this is my dog. Penelope. Yeah, but I feel like that is, like, those people know that you're in a situation that you really can't, you're not going to do anything to get out of. So, like, yeah, they, yeah. I got them. Yeah. So, it's like. <laughs> but. That's what I mean. That's it's so predatory. Where it's like I'm gonna talk about something that if you were to deny me talking about it, you you'd feel like a bad person. It's like this is my baby. Isn't she so cute? And you got to be like, yeah, so cute. Here's more pictures. Here's forty more pictures of my right. baby. That's just like that's just like when you somebody like laugh and you like, what's funny? Yeah. And then you <laughs> but you but no me I go I laugh because it's just socially the nice thing to do is like. Don't leave me hanging. <laughs> I don't leave people. I've never left people hanging, you know. Like, I hate that. And you're like, what? What do you hate? And yeah, like, you, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. Or somebody's like, you okay? You okay? Well, you know, just my wife's being a bitch. You're like, that's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy, right? How you doing? That's the hook. Yeah, you know, how to get you, you know. I hate it so much. It's just, It's just so... It's so aggressively an attack on my time in my life. Got to take your earbud out. I have. I'm not even listening to anything. I just thought you would be nice. I follow the social rules. Why don't you? Why are you talking to me? Right. I have headphones in. I even go like, I'm not listening to anything. I still take them out. Like, 
uh, what? What? Right, right. Like you're like I'm trying to get back to this. They'll still <laughs> go as soon as they get my attention. It's a five minute conversation about something I don't give a shit about. God, and don't even get me started on Jehovah's Witnesses. <laughs> they make me so angry. Don't come to my house before noon, <laughs> right? To sell me something. I don't want to know the truth. If I wanted to know the truth, I would come to you. That's how religion should work. I should have. I should come to you in my time of need and my lowest point. I turn to religion to save me. Don't come to my house. Right. I almost I opened the door naked two weeks ago. Instead, because I thought that's that's a sin. That if, if these people are right about what they believe, I'm gonna go to hell. So I just didn't have a shirt on and I peeked the screen out, and I was like, and I I do my sleepy voice, which is like, uh, yeah. Even though I was up but watching right, right, videos right. on my phone, I was like, hey, "Yeah, hell yeah, can I help you?" Um, yes, hello. Um, are your parents home? Because nobody thinks that I own my house. Mm. I don't. I have a beard. Like I'm an adult <laughs> person. Like, is your are your parents home? Like, no, I, I, this is my house. Okay, well, um, have you heard of the truth? I'm like, uh, like, um, I have to, I, I have to, no, no, thank you. I'm not interested. I just told her that, like, no, thank you, mm-hmm. but thank you. Have a nice day. And it's just like I shouldn't have to do that. Don't knock on my door. Anyway. Back to my story. I'm sorry we went on a tangent there, folks, but it was needed. Two things that I do not appreciate are people knocking on my door and people forcing religion down my throat. They will get me from one to ten real fast. Tari was initially captured in 2005, but escaped prior to his trial with the help of a Lutheran pastor named Logan Sappas, who had been assigned to counsel him, but became converted to Tari's cult instead. So this was just a guy who was there to help him with his case. And this, again, most people who start cults are brilliant with the gab. Like they are just silver tongued, can say the right thing, charismatic, you know, trustworthy, all these things. So he actually turned a guy who was a Lutheran pastor against his own religion and then had him believing in him as a religion. That's unbelievable. And then helped him escape from jail. That's crazy. Back in the jungle, Tari cultivated an honor guard and recruited a new crop of flower girls from the remote villages, promising them blessings of wealth in exchange. Tari enlisted only virgins, reportedly some as young as eight years old. Mm. Yeah, he's a, yeah. That's sick. Tari ordered the destruction of rival Lutheran churches and terrorized nearby villages who would not submit to him. About 50 of Tari's followers, including about 30 flower girls, and that's not even all of them. Just the fact that he had 30, that these 30, they got, they were got rounded up. Mm-hmm. But 30 children that he was doing who knows what to. That's and that's not even all of them. Um, 30. That's a lot. That's a lot, man. And this, this is Papua New Guinea. This isn't, this isn't New York or Texas. This is a small village. So that's a lot of people. Um, these people were rounded up in an operation in June of 2006. Those followers publicly renounced Tari and reconciled with their churches, which I also there's a weird tone in this in this story of like the Lutherans kind of have control of Papua New Guinea. Hmm. So if you start a, even if it's not a cult, if you start another religion like the Lutheran conglomerate kind of turns on you and tries to bring you down. Which is like, who knows what the Lutheran church is doing, but it's not about that. But I'm just saying it's weird that you know, they had to publicly renounce the guy and then they went back to the Lutheran church as Mm. opposed to just being like, I just don't believe in anything anymore. Mm. They had to go back to Lutheran church. Um, In 2007, Tari was captured after rival villagers traveled into his mountain stronghold 
at Matepe Village in Transgogo area of Madang Province. So this is the second time. This right. is yeah, this is the second time. Okay. Uh and attacked and captured him. He appeared in court on October to, in October 2007 charged with sexual offenses. The claims of murder were never tested in court. He argued in his defense that quote, those women were flower girls and this was the work of the minister and permitted by the religion. And I don't know if the charges laid against me are wrong or right. Which is such a neutral kind of thing like almost almost the kind of thing of somebody saying who's to say what's right or wrong it was part of the religion it's like you made the religion up what are you talking about it's, it's made up you made it up you're black jesus so just to be like well the minister allowed it and the religion says it's okay so who knows what's right or wrong in this world and who the hell is he and this was in 07 yeah mm-hmm. wow yeah um they sound like some some, some biblical some, shit, right? Some yeah. 17, some <laughs> mid-century, turn of the century shit. Yeah. Nope. You could probably read up story. But you could crazy. probably see video of him like in court. Um, yeah, so that was his shitty quote of the night. Terrible quote. Stupid thing to say. I bet he thought he was real deep when he said it. He might, you know, thought he was like being real Jesus-like when he said it. But you just sound stupid. Who's right and who's wrong? Yeah, well, who's to say what is right and wrong in the world? I mean, she was a flower girl. She knew what she signed up for. Fuck off. It's like, how do you know what's day and what's night? Like, what? Yeah, what you, you know, yeah, what the hell tr- you? trying to play fucking, <laughs> fucking semantics with people and wordplay. <laughs> fucking Kendrick Lamar, it's I guess. It's fucking got it. Yeah. In October 2010, he was found guilty of four counts of rape and sentenced to 20 years in prison. Three years into his sentence, Tari escaped with 40 other prisoners in a mass breakout from beyond prison camp. He found shelter in Gaul, a remote village in eastern Papua New Guinea. However... After only five months of freedom, Stephen Tari met an end similar to the man from which he took his moniker. What kind of prisons are these? He just to get prison, ca- prison camps for one. Oh, because it's Papua New Guinea. So I would assume it's okay, similar to yeah. I would assume it's similar to <laughs> Thailand, which is in when in Thailand everybody's just kind of in. It's like the movie Holes. Mm. Like I think they have cells for the really bad people, but everybody just kind of like sleeps in a big. Uh, like how a rec yard looks on like jailbreak, like prison. Uh, what's that show? Like uh, Raw, locked up Raw. Mm. Like the the rec yard where the basketball courts are. Just gates. Just gated around. Mm-hmm. Like just in a big gate. Everybody is though. Everybody sleeps in a big room, mm. but you know outside. Um, Papua New Guinea's self-styled Black Jesus died as he lived, meeting a gruesome, violent end during which he was hacked and slashed to death with bush knives Damn. and also con and what? also castrated. <laughs> <laughs> I almost said constipated for some reason. I don't know why. He was also castrated. It seems that the ritualistic murder of a 15-year-old schoolgirl named Rose Wagam was the last straw for the men in this remote village in eastern Papua New Guinea, where Tari had been sheltering since escaping the prison in March of 2013. Following the girl's murder and the attempted murder of a 14-year-old girl the following day, about 80 men came together to kill him and one of his followers, 15-year-old Matis Agmaba. And could you imagine being a 15-year-old kid and and being like, you know, because you're impressionable. Maybe he doesn't have a dad. You know, he's Mm -hmm. like, you know, this guy, he he seems to have all the answers. He's wise. Um, People love him. Mm -hmm. He has these flower girls that, you know, are the chosen few. I want to become his squire and his apprentice and become like him. 
and then the next day people were like kill ev- kill him like they, they all put their <laughs> torches up and they're like and kill the kid too right they're like what no what I, I thought we liked him but it's too late you nah, put, nigga. You put your that eggs in the wrong basket sir. <laughs> um on a thursday morning they split into three groups one of which set upon tari as he was performing his morning ablutions which is just washing up um he's you know his morning shower basically exotic words yeah you know <laughs> he thinks he's cultured uh as the cult leader fled he ran into a second group of villagers who killed him mm. but only after he had wounded two of them so he still he went out with a fight yeah and 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 not good for him but i would do the same if i was in this scenario not that i would be but it's like I'm going out like Tony Montana. You right. know, you might get me, but I'm get a couple of y'all. Mm. That's just for anybody out there listening. If you want to run up, you can get done up. If it's five on one, one of y'all's getting knocked out hard. <laughs> you know, y'all going to get me after that. But one of y'all is going to sleep. And I promise you. Or getting your nose bit off. I'm going to do something fucked up to one of y'all where y'all going to be talking about this while y'all walking back and laughing about how y'all fucked me up. One of y'all's going to be like, yeah, we fucked him up, but I got to go to the hospital. I think he... Scratch my cornea. <laughs> the men tied Tari's neck with cane ropes, dragged him to an isolated spot, and buried him in a shallow pit. Mm. The nature of his injuries was established after health and, mo- and mortuary workers dug up his body. He was chopped and slashed with bush knives on both arms and legs, mm. chest and stomach, which revealed his intestines. Damn. He was also castrated, said Juith Gawi, a doctor involved in the exhumation the 14 year old girl was saved by the village men who subsequently killed tari however a 10 year old girl who accompanied rose and her aunt to gal is still missing police say marijan wagam rose's aunt had acted as a scout for the young girls and virgins whom she brought to tari rose whose body was also dug up was found to have multiple stab wounds and slashes and with that being said, I think that confirms that the girl in the beginning, Rita, her mother definitely did set her up and brought her to him because he just he has the same M.O. Mm-hmm. He got this girl's aunt to become a scout or queen of the flower girls. Mm-hmm. She brought him her niece along with who knows however many girls, along with a 10 year old girl who's still missing to this day. Mm. And um so I think that kind of whatever the opposite of of exonerates Rita's mother from the beginning of the story, his first um, rape murder accusation. That doesn't that kind of condemns her as the is the opposite of exonerate. That condemns her as she did the same thing. He even killed Rose the same way that he killed Rita, which was raping, know, sta- and, raping stab- and then stabbing. Um, uh, her aunt and father Panu Wagam, who allegedly buried her have been arrested and charged with being accessories to murder. Which, you know, her father getting involved, obviously, again, is the same situation of, I will give you ABC. Whatever whatever the equivalent of a Range Rover in Papua New Guinea is, maybe it's a Range Rover there, too. They might mm-hmm. have big dreams. He told him he would get them those things because he's black Jesus, and so this guy gave him his daughter. And That's then his, his her aunt facilitated it. So the father agreed, and then the aunt brought her to him. Right. 
which is just which means he got the aunt into it too. Also, I'm guessing. Yeah, I mean, she right. definitely brought him other girls. I would right. imagine he brought she brought him two girls. She brought him a ten year old girl that's still missing. That's crazy. So, and he tried to kill another girl the next day, but the guys were like, "Fuck that, mount up." Um, I don't want to paint a racist picture. I don't even know if it's racist, but it's a small island. I would imagine they got like a bunch of sticks and spears. And <laughs> nobody grabbed a gun, you know. Like it wasn't a bunch of gun guys. Like they chopped him up with machetes and stuff. So right. it was very. Oh, you touch kids. We're going to beat you to death with things. Probably it wasn't very brutal. Yeah, they didn't take yeah. him out in the back and shoot him. They like yeah. beat him yeah. and cut him with things that they had mm. access to. I think that's worse than using guns. Yeah, just take me out, man. <laughs> oh, getting all sliced. You ever seen a like a sliced body? Those big open wounds. Mm. You just bleed out. And then he cut his dick mm. off. Damn. That's pain. You gotta. You feel that too. Oh. God. Yeah, you feel it. Jeez. That's probably the last thing they did too, because you cut somebody's <sighs> dick off, they're gonna bleed out. But um. I mean, good, though. You know, I mean, you did ter- these terrible things to these girls, and you get what you deserve. I had a similar picture painted to me by a girl on Twitter. I can't remember her at right now, but she'll rem- she remembers what she said about the guy who molested all those, that doctor that molested all those girls. The one at um, Michigan? What? No, the Olympic oh. doctor. The guy 175 years? Didn't that have something to do with Michigan, the school? Michigan. That ain't had nothing to do with that? All right, I'm wrong. I don't think so. The Olympics. Okay. But yeah, she said, like, you know, she wanted to kill him and rip his dick off. And I was like, oh, my word. But she was like, look, man, that's just what pedophiles, they get that in me. They get that going in me. So that's how I feel. And I was like, no, I'm with you, sister. But it just was shocking to hear somebody say something like Mm -hmm. that. Just like it was shocking for me to read it. But, I mean, he did terrible things with his dick. Take it from him. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm, I'm with it. I wouldn't be able to do it. Like if, like for example, if, <laughs> like 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 say I had a kid and 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 I was faced with the pedophile of the person that touched my kid, I could definitely kill that person. Oh yeah, as a but, parent, it gets you hot. It yeah, gets you hot as hell. But like, take his dick out and get a handful of it and just <laughs> cut it off. You mean like you do it yourself? Yeah. Oh, I couldn't. That's what I mean. Like I, I I'm like, yeah, they cut his dick off. I'm like, go right justice. On. Right. But I wouldn't be able to do it. You know? Let's take his dick off. Yeah, Alvin, you do it. Yeah, uh, oh, shit, man. <laughs> ah, damn. Right now? Damn, man, I got to go. Yeah, I, no, nah, I got to go somewhere, though. But no, but y'all do that and send it to me. Send a picture, not the dick. Send me a picture of the dick and, and yeah, do that. But so I got to. Take his dick. Take his dick. Take yeah, his take dick. His, yeah, take man. <laughs> Raj, Raj, you, Raj, you take his dick because ah, doctor's appointment, man. I got to go. Shit, man. And I left my knife, the one with the hook, the, 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 the oh, dick shit. knife. I left that at home. Shit. I got to go, man. <laughs> but yeah, take his dick off, though. That I, I, I couldn't do it. I, I, I firmly believe that if you put a gun to my head right now and, was, and were like, look, man, we're going to bring a dude in here right now. Either you cut his dick off or we're going to shoot you. I don't know, man. I might take a bullet. Yeah, man. you know what I mean? Like, as long as they say not, not in the head, like if it was like a... Or we'll shoot you in the ass. I'm not even saying I would let them because I'm not a I'm not 50 Cent or so. I'm not saying I'm hard. I'm just uh, saying my time would run out before I'd be able to cut the person's dick off. Because oh, I didn't even think you saw my. I was thinking about literally just ripping it off. No, <laughs> what's wrong with you? <laughs> I mean, like surgically, man. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Rip a, somebody's dick off. What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't even, I, I don't even like, uh, you know, taking that little extra piece of skin off your, the corner of your nail when you cut your nail wrong. The hangnail. 
I don't even like to rip a dick off. Nah, I didn't mean that. <laughs> you misheard oh, me, sir. I did not say that at all. Oh, Anyways, shit. Tari is dead, and this cult worship dies with him, said a villager responsible for killing Tari. If I hear of any more cult worship in here, I will return with my men. Who's that? that? The same guy. Who? Just a guy, a guy that killed him. Oh. A guy that oh, participated shit. in the but killing of the him. The thing that gets me is it was so goddamn recent. He, he well, killed in 2013? Yeah. I mean, there are parts of the world that are That's untouched, crazy. man. crazy. There are parts of the world that are untouched and all the kind of stuff that you know of. We got ceiling fans and play Xbox and all kinds of shit. There's people right now, like, it's nighttime and they got a fire going and they got to go hunt for food, you know, and Papua New Guinea... Maybe not all of Papua New Guinea, but maybe it is. is 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 like that. It being 2013, it's places that's two, it's 2018 now that still you know we don't have we got what we got a radio. That's mm-hmm. all we got. We got a radio so that we know when the shipments coming in to the market. That's all we need. We don't watch TV or play Game Boys or any of that shit. So yeah, man, that was 2013, that's and that crazy. was a Black Jesus and his cult and his personality cult. Yeah, so we're going to take a quick break, and we come back, it's Fran's turn to tell you some fucked up shit, so stay tuned. And we are back. Fran, please tell me your story this week. Thank you. My affirmative murder this week is mm-hmm. Joseph C. Pal- Palzinski. Now, Ooh. this is a white guy. Okay, And the cool. reason why I did this was because this was like... Have you heard about him before? No. Okay, so this happened in like our backyard from where we grew up. What do you mean? So Middle River? Yeah. I'ma get to it. Oh. So, um they have a they have a um an episode about him and Discovery ID on a show called Your Worst Nightmare. Okay. <clears throat> so if anybody wanna watch it, this episode it's season four, episode five. So while I was watching it, I was also reading the wiki to make sure everything was lining up. Lining up. So everything made sense. So I was like, Okay, cool, I can just go from this and save me some time. Um, yeah, so Joseph Palzinski. Joseph Palzinski, they called him other names was Joby, another nickname was Joe. So uh, <clears throat> he was born November 11th of 1968, mm. was a spree killer in the suburbs of Baltimore, who in March 2000 terrorized residents in the region by killing four people and taking a family of three at hostage. And is one of the longest one man standoffs ever known in 2000. Yeah. I wasn't living here, but I've never heard of this. Yeah. Uh, so the saga ended with two of his hostages escaping and the third being rescued. By, um, and he was, this is just the beginning of it. Okay. He was shot by the by the Baltimore County Police. Uh-huh. So that's just, I want to get that out of the way because so I'm getting all So he was killed in 2000. Yeah, he was killed in 2000. Okay. So here's some background. In the years before um, his shooting rampage, Palzinski was an electrician and a bodybuilder who was unemployed at the time of his shootings. Yeah. Had a lengthy record of domestic violence and related crimes. Mm-hmm. He had been in and out of prison, mental institutions, and on parole or probation on many occasions. Still able to get a gun. Yep. Mm. Well, I'm going to get to that also in the end. That okay, cool. So, Palzinski was already wanted for violating his parole at the time of his shooting. Some of his earlier crimes included assault and battery, mm-hmm. which one time caused one of his ex-girlfriends to... To a miscarriage of a child, and to miscarriage a child, and two had conceived. They had conceived, mm-hmm. and a um 
and a standoff of 1992 in Idaho that lasted 16 hours. Oh, so this guy really just knows how to hunker down yeah. and just not give up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably packs a lot of snacks. Uh, maybe. Mm. So um, so the first three killings. The story came to the public's attention in, on March 7, 2000, when a triple homicide occurred in a quiet community of Bowley's Quarters near I mean, Middle River. What? For people, just to make it clear to people, Bowley's Quarters, where me and you grew I mean, that's like, that's... Five, like five minutes. minutes. You know, that's, I mean, this, this is that by like Martin Pl- Martin's Pl- or was that the Plaza? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There's like a shopping center that is up the street from where me and me and Franco grew up, about two minutes from each other, and in this area that's being talked about is like five minutes from that. Yeah. So, and I've never heard of this before. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, so he did he live over by the water? I think so. That's crazy. Yeah. So it's like back. It's like from where Martin's East is, like it's further back. It's okay. Just all the way back. Yeah. Okay. So it's yeah near the water. So, yeah, so in the community of Bowley's Court is near Middle River, um, which is a suburb to the east of Baltimore, and an area not accustomed to violent crime, which we both know. Yeah, not no, who wrote here. this? Yeah. Um, so, George... Didn't, didn't stab somebody around? In, did that happen there? Well, that's not... That's No, that was in... That was like... Um, Years later, I guess. No, but that wasn't... That was like around the he corner. He just went to... That was around the corner. Bowley's Court is like... Some people think that's like a whole other community because it's so far back. It's like oh, all it's like the way deep back. in the back. Yeah, it's all the way in the back. Okay, yeah. well maybe so. I wouldn't then I wouldn't know how to speak yeah. like that. Um, so George and Gloria Shank, ages forty-five and fifty, and their neighbor David Myers, forty-two, were shot to death as Pal- as Pal- Palzinski kidnapped his estranged girlfriend. Damn. So this was all about, um, in the story I watched, this is all about his girlfriend, whose name was Tracy Whitehead, who he met, and then, you know, they hit it off, mm-hmm. and then. Mm-hmm. Fucking guy just snapped and like just beating her. Yeah, beating her and then not letting her go. Yeah, not letting her go. And like one time they got off of work and then he pulled up at her job because she was leaving with her boss. So he was like, "You cheating on me?" So he started wilding out. But it was like we work together. Yeah. And like, why are you? Why are you tripping? So he's walking me to my car. Yeah. So now um, fuck that. I'm gonna fuck you up and then I'm gonna fuck him up. Yeah. Tracy, you have a nice night, okay? And you're fired. Yeah. yeah. So like after that, after that, um. They was cool. You know how they be like, you know, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. So something else happened again. Mm-hmm. And then the lady, um, Gloria Shrink, mm-hmm. she, uh, I think like um, something happened where she found out like, oh, he's coming for you because he just called here. Something crazy like that. And, she, mad. and she called the police. And then she was like, she tried to run home and get her shit. But he, he came. He beat her there before she left the house with her shit because she was about to move. Police came. And then he was like, look, you better not say nothing. I'm answering the door, and then he answered the door, and then she was like, "Help me! He's gonna kill me!" And then the police come in, and then they lock him up. Then he gets out on a seventy-five thousand dollar bond that she didn't think he was gonna get out of. And then That's crazy. He finds her at the lady's house, and then he kills her, the guy, her husband, and the, the neighbor, and then God he kidnaps damn. her. It's fucking crazy. So he killed all the people that are protecting her, yes. and then took her out of the house, and they took the neighbor, and the neighbor had nothing to do with it. He just happened to hear all the noises and come outside. That dude was mad. Ladies, let me t- let me tell you about a little movie starring one. She wasn't nominated for anything, but one of America's gems, the Bronx's own Jennifer Lopez. I suggest that you all go out and watch a movie called Enough about a woman who was sick of being beaten by her husband, couldn't take it anymore, and instead of continuing to let this happen out of fear, she ran, and when she got far enough away, she got the training. And when he came back for her, she beat the dog shit out of him mm. and killed him. 
and it is a great movie and an empowering movie, but also could be a factual movie. So get out there, get your jujitsu's up, and go fuck a dude up. Don't let this dude out here put your hands on you. Also, all the female listeners out there, if you got an issue, hit me up. I got you. Continue, friend. <laughs> yeah, so <clears throat> also, it's like when you hear these domestic violence um, stories, it's like the guy was, when they first meet him, he's all charming. Yeah, uh-huh. Good looking. And- Very similar to the movie Enough. And then it's like, fucking guy just snaps. Switch flips. Right. And then he. What it is, is he got you. Right. Once he got you, then he stops doing all the stuff that he, the tricks. She was was saying that he was, they was like going out and he Mm -hmm. like took her to be his mom. And then he was sending her flowers to her job Mm -hmm. every day. Yeah. But then they come, they become insecure with themselves and they like. Yeah. Who the fuck is this guy? Like, Uh it's it's my boss. Rage kicks up. Right. Then it's like, then he, then if he hits you, it's like, all right, I feel like. You should see signs before that, maybe. Yeah. But it's like, if he hits you once, it's like, all right, you got it. You need to get out of there. You shouldn't be, if he come red apologize. Flag, red flag one, you make him dinner. He likes his steak medium. You made it medium rare. If you get a bang on the table, I mean, I work all fucking day. And you can't make my steak the way that I want? No, it's cool. It's cool. I'll eat it. I'll just eat it. You don't get hit that night. But just who talk? You don't don't let somebody a, talk to you that way. It's that's a, a red flag. It's a steak. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like <laughs> that's a red flag. Notice those things and be able to get out of a situation before he hits you if right. you're able to. Right. But you gotta. You can't just fuck fuck men. Seriously, man. Like don't give just because a man is nice or handsome or don't give him slack. Like mm-hmm. if he treats you like shit, don't give him too many chances. Like. Take take it as a strike. If he treats you like real shitty one day, treat, take it as a strike. You don't got to leave then, but he collects enough of those strikes, leave, especially if they're aggressive. You know, right. if they're aggressive strikes where it's like, shut the fuck up. You know, like, I, I've yeah, never like, talked to any girl I've dated exactly, like that. Ever. Right, never. You know, so I can't, I can't even imagine, but I would imagine, you know, just statistically there are women out there who know can this might be triggering for them to hear of like mm-hmm. a man raising them voice at them banging on tables throwing pl- plates those are flags man that means he has no problem be- men don't that's not a man thing right. i've never talked to a woman that way ever in my right. life so it's a red flag watch right. it watch it out here like man. get upset over some burnt toast like yeah you know like, it's, a, it's, like, it's just crazy like, you know? then you like okay something is something's up with this something's dude. Wrong, especially like, if it's like oh you know sorry sweetie i just why do you have to be at, such a fucking cunt all the time? It's like, whoa. And then, know? and then, like after half an hour, was like they come to apologize. Like, oh no, yeah, no, that's no. not acceptable. You yeah. got, you got bipolar issues or something, you know? Yeah. So, um, he kidnapped his estranged and killed everybody. Yeah, girlfriend Tracy Whitehead, then twenty two. So she was the one that was on. She the one that told the story on the show. <clears throat> um. So he made off in his mother's car. Wait. So we're t- we're in two thousand. Uh. Yeah. And she's twenty two, and he was born in the sixties. <clears throat> no, 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 no. I thought you said he was born in 1967. They say it became public. It became public in. 2000. Oh, so this isn't the. It, yeah, oh, no, 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 okay, no. okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, my bad. Yeah, so um, the Shanks had been providing uh, a home for Whitehead. So this is mm, what I was talking yeah. about. They was protecting her. Um, so who had been accusing Polinsky of abusing her and had recently left him and planned to move into her own apartment from her parents' house where she together. had been leaving. So. The reason why she stayed with those people is because she was moving into an apartment that hasn't been, it was being finished, built or something mm-hmm. like that. It was, had, something she, had to be fixed she, so she, she was, was She was turning her life around. Yeah. She was getting out from under him. Yeah. 
So this goes into the police manhunt. For 10 days following the triple shooting, Pauzinski was the subject of an intense manhunt involving every available law enforcement unit. The, the officers using the latest technology and all available equipment formed a barrier with roadblocks and other borders surrounding the area where they believed Pauzinski had been. Okay. On two separate occasions, Pauzinski was able to penetrate the barrier, the barriers and evade capture. What is, is this? How has he done <laughs> these things? So it was believed that he was trying to con- contact longtime f- friend Kevin Massengill, um, whether he was able to contact either of the two who was never proven and, never, and neither one would commit if he had. So it was a friend of his that I guess he was trying to make sure that he wasn't going to tell on where he was. Uh-huh. Um, so his fourth killing during the evening of Wednesday, March eighth, Pauzinski killed a fourth victim. Damn, I think. Th- but this was on some, this was on some bullshit though. It was like it was just a like, liquor store robbery. No, nah, it was just like unfortunate for the person. I'm gonna tell you, uh-huh. unfortunately. So Jennifer <clears throat> McDonald, 36, the pregnant mother of two year old two year old boy who was fatally wounded from mm. a ricochet ricochet oh, bullet boy. in front of her family during an unsuccessful carjacking attempt and chase. So this guy. Oh, he's all over Essex, yes. too. <laughs> so, uh, it's, it's, Wait, it's, uh, the kid died, too? Or the mom got a died. ricochet? Yeah, I think the mom. Let me see if I see kid. She was pregnant and has a two-year-old, and she got a ricochet? Yeah. Okay. She got hit with the ricochet. Okay. So, yeah, uh, while Pauzinski was unable to steal a, v- a vehicle in this attempt. He didn't get the car. Antonio was That's Yeah, so this girl wasn't even his target. This, this girl ain't had nothing to do with him. Oh, it wasn't car. her car? It wasn't her car. Wow. Um, so he let a carjacked at, at he let a carjacked an eighty one year old woman who was not injured. So the car he was going for he didn't get. And then he ended up trying he then he ended up stealing some other old lady's car. That's crazy. So following the fourth murder, Pauzinski took Whitehead to the room twenty five in El Rich Motel on Pulaski Highway, if you remember where that is. That's right across the street from where the Word Farms is on Pulaski Highway. With the subway? Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> We've been in that hotel. Yes. <laughs> wow. Uh that's creepy. Yeah. We definitely could have got murdered that <laughs> That was a CD hotel. That was a motel. I'm that, yeah, that was, that was a CD motel. Yes. Yeah, we yeah, we, we that was dumb. Um wow, okay. so from which during what if the, we stayed in his room. That's crazy. <laughs> that's great. When I saw I thought about it, I was like I was like, wow. That's dark. <laughs> um so from which during the night she was, <clears throat> from which during the night she escaped unharmed. So I'm guessing she got out. She got away. Yeah, they happened to go outside, and then she saw a police car. So she ran. To and she darted to the police car, and then he ran. Oh shit! Yeah. So he ran. Um. So the motel clerk did not notice the man checking in as John Silva, who was Pauzinski. Um. But had stated that Whitehead had come out alone on several occasions to buy soda and food. And stated she seemed chipper and happy, not at all scared or frightened. So Probably what he told her to do. Exactly. Um, so Pauzinski saw the story on the news in the motel room and realized his guns were in the vehicle he had just stolen, which police were looking for. He went outside with Whitehead to retrieve them. As they st- stepped outside, Whitehead saw the police. So this is the part I'm talking about. She ran. Yeah, which she ran to, and Pauzinski ran into the nearby woods and fled. Now. I don't know, remember any woods that's over there, so that was probably way before. No, no, it's it's there's houses up behind. There's houses behind it, yeah. I do remember that. I've never gone back deep though. 
So okay. it might be. Me either. So maybe. Yeah, you're right. That's crazy. How is he so good at just running away? And is he? It's like he's Jason Bourne. He so he ran away. He didn't get in the car. No, he, he ran. ran. He ran and didn't get caught that night. So I'm guessing. I guess the police was like, "All right, I gotta stay with the girl." The, the girl. So yeah. It's like, yeah. That's crazy. I wait for backup um, or something. By then he was he, in he was another gone. county or he something. This dude is amazing. <laughs> he was gone. So on Friday, March, March just to, just to give people some kind of like geography about mm-hmm. it, where the hotel is that we're talking about, it's gotta be like. 20 miles from the original place that we're saying this stuff went down at. So for him to yeah go anywhere on foot, yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, he was in a car, but I'm just saying to, to take off essentially in the middle of nowhere because there's nothing really around there is crazy. From Bowling's quarters to that hotel is probably like 20 minutes. Yeah, you know. Maybe more than Yeah, than so it's, depends. I mean, it's, it's, it's just tripping me out, The the, like, the, the geography of it of me knowing where this exactly. stuff is yeah but yeah I mean that's crazy he just took off on foot and didn't get caught that night yeah so it's like Houdini yeah and then on March 10th Pazinski fled to Virginia in what he's got I guess he car. stole another car I guess. <laughs> this dude's amazing uh, Pazinski fled to Virginia where he kidnapped William Lewis Terrell Terrell and ordered him to transport him back to East Eastern Baltimore County I wonder how long he been I want now. He went to Virginia for what reason? I don't know. They didn't say. So then he tried to steal. And then he's he, going back, though. He, he kidnapped some guy to take him back. Yeah. I guess he did it because of the barriers, I guess, so that he can get through Is easily. He, like he's in the trunk? Mate, I don't know. That's crazy. Know. Um, so he was believed by investigators to have hitched a ride on a train, though he told Terrell he paid a woman oh. to transport him there. Who is this guy? Is he XCIA? <laughs> a train? Yeah. Um, so during, I didn't know what train to get on. That's crazy. During the kidnapping, he ordered Terrell to drive to a shopping center in White Marsh that included Best Buy and Target. Wow, <laughs> bro, this is tripping me out. The Best Buy, that Best Buy in that shopping center is where I bought my mom Justified, <laughs> Justin Timberlake's first solo album. That's crazy. That's crazy, man. That's wild. Um, that's and, that's insane. Yeah, and to purchase food on various several. Oh wait! To purchase food and I gotta watch this thing. So they, are they showing this stuff while there's? Well, they show a part of Bully's quarters, but it's up top, and I can't, I can't, can't really, I stuff can't out. point stuff out. Okay. Um. Yeah. So on survival equipment as well as a battery-operated television with a. With he got a, a TV. With a oh yeah, he said here is survival equipment as well as a battery-operated television with a wad of cash. Pelzinski provided. He threatened Terrell that he would shoot whoever was around if Terrell did not comply. This guy's an animal. So police found Terrell in his pickup truck at 3.30 a.m. and Saturday morning after Pelzinski released him. Terrell, who relied on his faith during his his ordeal, had been keeping his promise not to call police. So he just bought a TV and all that shit and was like, all right, man, I'm I'm out. I'm gone. Hey man, he done left <laughs> he now. Go? Call the fucking where police. Did, where did he go, though? <laughs> he, just he left him in his truck, right? He reminds me of... A friend of ours, brother, I'm not going to say his name because I don't know if it's, that just comes in and out of places that we like, Oh, where yeah, the yeah, hell okay, did you yeah, come yeah, from? Yeah. It's like. <laughs> you never see him. You could be in an empty field and didn't see him. And then he's, you you see him when he's taking that last five steps to up to you. It's like, hey, what's up, man? What? <laughs> How, where'd you come from? Yeah. I mean, to, to, there's nothing around there either, really. He doesn't live in White Marsh. He lives in East Baltimore. So he have, or he and this blockades up, so he got a TV and some other shit, and just was like, "All right, man, thanks. K- 
keep your truck. I don't need it. Bye. And just walked away. Yeah, but and and over there in White Martian, you have the TV in his backpack. Yeah, or maybe I don't know, but before it is now, that used to, that used to be all woods. Yeah, like by the Carmack. By the it, that used to be all okay. Or yeah. even if you go, um, you know, if you go up and then you got the McDonald's. It's like if you go past White Marsh, you know, uh-huh. if you at that light and you yeah. go right. Uh-huh. To, all that used to be woods before they even built all that shit that's over there now. Oh damn! So he just went. You think maybe he might just went live in the woods? And, and then TV and then, it was a portable TV. Yeah, and then but also if you think about it, you know that goes into forty three. So that used to be all woods. So if he walked oh, shit. all that, that brings you back to Chase. Yeah, that shit is crazy. So he it's just like, knew that he might have just knew the woods like <laughs> the back just, of his hand right. and went went around all the blockades through the backwoods. Fucking, uh, he might have just went home. And the crazy bit down, we know it. It's like yeah, it's, now uh, it makes sense. It. Yeah. that's fucking. He might have just walked through the backwoods and just came and went to his house. And avoided all the blockades. It's fucking crazy. That's pretty nuts. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So this dude was like, I guess he was like, I'm not gonna call the police. Maybe this dude come back and kill me. So yeah. So they just the police ended up just finding him. He could at least drove away. (laughs) So uh yeah. So Terrell was one of the several people Palzinski had encountered since the first incident who was not harmed. So he didn't do nothing to him. So on Friday, March 17th, Palzinski once again surprised investigators when he penetrated a barrier and fled to nearby Dundalk. So he must have went back into Chase. Yeah. Came back, came came back, back out. out Chase. <laughs> got on to like 43 and then shot down 43 to, <laughs> to, to Dundalk. And folks, every city in America has a Dundalk. Dundalk is where um, you'll find a lot of um, single white mothers with biracial children because dudes just kind of go in and get them pregnant. You see a lot of biracial kids being walked by single moms in Dundalk. A lot of, um, for lack of a better term, wiggers. A lot of wiggers in Dundalk. Um, a lot of, a lot of like juggalo looking people. Mm-hmm. And it also smells like shit because there's a shit, like, dispense not dispensary but like refinery in Dundalk. So the whole area kind of smells like shit, and all the people just are kind of weird. As a matter of fact, I don't mean to go on a tangent, but one day I was in Dundalk. And I was going to go take my check to M&T Bank. And I was on the phone with a friend. And while I was on the phone with a friend, he t- said a joke. And I laughed. And a lady had walked by while I started laughing. And while I was laughing, she said, you laughing and your dick bleeding. Oh, no, you told me. <laughs> uh-huh. and, I, and, and, my, and she said it so loud that my friend was like, what did she say? And I said, I, I don't know. I, she, like, I was like, she couldn't have said what it sounded like she said. So I said, I said excuse me, what? I said, you laughing and your dick bleeding. Squirt, squirt. I hit the, the uh, lock button on my car. I was like, okay. <laughs> and I went and got in my car, and I drove away as fast as I could. I don't know. But I also looked down. It was so, I was like, is my dick bleeding? Like, how did I not know that? But once I realized that's what she definitely said, I was like, oh, well, you're crazy. Goodbye. <laughs> so that's just Dundalk in a nutshell. The Dirty D. Yes. Yeah, uh- yeah, so he fled to nearby Dundalk to the home of Tracy Whitehead's mother, Lynn. Her mother, Lynn, her boyfriend, Andrew McCord, and their 12-year-old son. So Bradley, his name was Bradley McCord. Mm-hmm. He was let into their home by Bradley, who did not understand the danger of Pazinski posted. So she didn't even know, he didn't even know who he was. Or, on. Yeah, so yeah. once he got in there, that was pretty much it. Um, 
He was led to the home by Bradley, who did not understand the danger Pelicans could pose. So, f- and this is white. This is Stacy's family or friends. This is, this or mother. Is Tracy's mom. Tracy's yeah, mother. Yeah, 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 Tracy's, yeah. yeah. Okay. So for the following ninety-seven hours, Pelzinski held the family hostage in their home. Bro, so, that's so long. Right. For it's like five people. Him, this, Tracy, a little kid, the mom, and a boyfriend. Well, Tracy wasn't there. Oh, she got to the cops. Yeah. Okay. Tracy wasn't so there. It was so him, he was like Tracy's brother. It was it was the mom, the brother, and the boyfriend. Her mom's boyfriend. So he was like, "Well, I'm gonna go to Tracy's. I can't get you, so house. I'm just go to your mom's house." Yeah, that's uh, vindic- That's vindictive. Yeah. Um. So he held the family hostage in their home, ignoring the request of law enforcement and negotiators, and occasionally I'm, found shot. So at this point, I mean, that's like six days. <laughs> <laughs> this dude knows how to like scavenge. He must be like that. When you, well, that's he, when bought, you a bunch, he bought a whole bunch. He bought a whole bunch of shit. From the Best Buy and whatever the fuck he was at. Yeah, I guess, you know, even he probably was also like, I mean, I got enough food for me. True. Fuck y'all. Fuck them, right. Like, six is like, man, look, we uh, can we go to the grocery store? Nah, you better use some saltines and some butter. Yeah, so, and then it's like, the okay, the police know where he was at now. I don't know, I don't know how he found out. But, but Tracy probably, I mean, she probably called her mom and nobody picked up the phone. True. You know? True, true, true. Red flag. Oh, what happened was, they found out and then the police... Went to Tracy and was like, we got bad news for you. Mm. He's at your mom's house. That's then, crazy. Right. And then she was like, he's like, oh, then, he, then the de- detective was like, okay, we need you to talk to him. But she was like, I don't want to talk to him because now I'm maybe I'm going to make him mad. And then maybe he may kill my family for While me to hear. Phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she was like, I don't even want, I don't want yeah. to talk to him. <laughs> um, so during that standoff, so the police knew, so they, they just set the barrier outside the house. Uh-huh. So just wait him out. Yeah. And then he was, they said at times he was, he was shooting outside at the police. Oh, this guy just doesn't yeah. give a fuck. He had like, well, I don't know if it's true, but in, in the show, he had like AK-47, so. Might have something similar to it. Yeah. So during the standoff. I'm not surprised that, uh, you know, he. I wouldn't be surprised he was able to get his hand on a gun like that. Right. So I think they talk about that later on. So during the standoff, no one was permitted to enter the neighborhood of the hostage situation in the area police called an inner perimeter. Mm-hmm. All area residents were asked to stay at the shelter that, that was set up at a nearby elementary school. I wonder what that school was. Um, so several people who violated the perimeter set up by the police were arrested. Damn. <laughs> but the, that's but you know something? I say damn, and I'm like, those police are harsh. But also, the kind of people that walk up to you in Dundalk are the kind of people where it's like, just get them the fuck out of here. Right. Hey, man, look, you know I'm God, right? It's like, get out of here. Take them away. Right. You know, like, nobody's, like, accidentally crossing the thing. It's just, like, people really, it's weird. Dundalk's, like, a, some walking dead shit. Like, people come, you know. You know, um, it's a unicorn in the backyard. What? Get him out of here. Fucking caution in... tape already. They still Dang. walking through it and shit. Hey, man, give me a dollar. <laughs> yeah? Like, don't, not even a question? <laughs> give me a dollar, you know? No. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> the Baltimore County Tactical Squad um, a ne- was at a nearby house in which there was a barking dog. The Baltimore County Tactical Squad shot and killed the dog. Got Okay, well, you know what? Never mind. Maybe <laughs> just, uh, these cops were... Well, who are these people? They killed somebody's dog? Yeah. Because it was pissing them off? Barking too goddamn much. You know what? They had been out there for six days. They was like, shit, shut this fucking yeah. dog up. <laughs> shut that fucking dog up. <laughs> shit. <laughs> so, uh, I'd have sued the shit out of the Baltimore police Oh, yeah, department. definitely. So Pelzinski presented one demand to officers Tracy. throughout the ordeal to speak with Tracy. Yeah. And police, you don't do that. Yeah. Don't police do denied that. him the re- this request. Afterwards, they justified that this denial by saying that it was, only, it was his only request and... Had they granted it, <clears throat> that he might have killed 
way his yep. mother. And you know something? You know where they got that from? An FBI profile, because that was in Mindhunters. That was the first episode of Mindhunters. For real? Mm-hmm. Dang. The guy was like, I just want to talk to her, Oh, man. Yep, yep, yep. And then he fucking, fucking blew his... Yep. yep. Don't do it. Don't get, don't grant him that request. Yeah, um, his only request is to talk to a person. He either wants to shoot that person or wants them to see him do something fucked up. You know. And she knew that. She was like, no. I'm yeah. not going to fuck it. That's, damn. Shit. That show <laughs> laid the... I mean, not that show, but like that pro process of FBI profiling and going to talk to these serial killers and criminals. Mm-hmm. That's how you built the profile for people in Baltimore Police Department to be able to use in their little book that they put like, well, you don't do that. Mm. If a hostage is taker is once this, don't do it. Don't ever give them what they want. Stall That's them. Crazy. Yeah. Um, where was it? Where Tracy oh, yeah. So and had granted they might have killed Whitehead's mother and other hostages while Tracy listened on the phone. Also, yep. it was later said that he also wanted to speak with Pat Long, his mother and... Contrino. Mm. Um, during this time, Tracy was kept at an undisclosed location, revealed after the standoff to be in a room at a Holiday Inn that was kept under 24-hour police guard. I mean, this woman is trying. Tracy is fucked up yes, after yes. this. Um, Never so, dating again. Yeah, and then before that, she was like, I didn't even date a lot of guys. Like, I didn't even get a lot of guys. Ruined men for And her. then this guy comes up to me and was just like spitting the game. She, yeah. Sure, let's go yeah. out. And then he turns out to be Lucifer himself. Fucking crazy. Yeah, so on the evening of the evening of Tuesday, March twenty first, the adult the adult hostages took matters into their own hands. Having laced a glass of iced tea with with Xanax. Damn, put- of course they had Zannies <laughs> in the house. This is the most gundog story. They didn't happen to have Zannies in the house just from uh, ankle injury. Her parents were drug addicts. Her mother and her boyfriend did Zannies together. They're like, yo, listen, let's take some of the Xanax, crush him up, we'll put him in his Nestle tea, like, without... and then, you know, he'll be asleep in yeah. about an hour. Because they showed this part on the show, and it was like, how the fuck they just have a, a fucking bottle of Xanax? And he oh, like, they had a bunch of other shit. Let's use this. Yeah. This to put him right to sleep. It's like... I, I doubt it wasn't like, oh my, like with a monoclone, like, oh, I forgot you had some <laughs> Xanax from when you had that toothache upstairs <laughs> in the cabinet. I'll get some of those, and we'll put him in some of his hot tea that we made for him and we'll give it to him. It's like, no, I was like, listen, I got about three Xanax left to give him. We can maybe get out of here, but I need one of them because <laughs> I'm feeling sick. So I'm going to use one of them. I'm just going to snort one up real quick and then you can have the last two and then we get out of here. But when we get out of here, you got to buy me some replacement Xanax, okay? That's how that went. That's wrong, man. I think That's what happened. <laughs> how do you know that? I think it's that's done, wrong. dog. Xanax. It <laughs> yeah. Then they got it. They, they know exactly how long they, it was. They right. out, and then they it got, took. They threw the glass of iced tea and it crushed it with the, with the glass uh-huh. of iced tea and it yeah. fucking dripped it in there. Uh, so they put. Pal- I also when it, this guy is dumb because I somebody that you've been had hostage for six days like you thirsty? Yeah, can you give me iced tea? And they like they show yeah, him. Sure. They, show, they show him sitting there watching TV. He like watching the news. <laughs> He's watching the news and like the lazy boy yeah. with his gun like over, it's his house. Yeah, his gun over over top of his lap. He like I want some iced tea and they just go get my. So that he is stupid for that. Like, how do you how do make you not... me a drink? At the very least, I would have spat in it. And if I didn't have uh, <laughs> Xanax, I'd be like, man, fuck you. I get you some tea. I'm gonna spit in it. Uh, uh. So yeah. So that put uh, Palzinski to sleep. So Andrew and I guess the boyfriend then fled out the front window alone. He made a lot of noise by tumbling out the window in a panic. So that's some some movie type shit. Yeah. It's like. Tell me this guy woke up and all the cops had guns in his face. 
Or he had well, I'm he stood over. I'm gonna get okay, okay. So that's yes, why he made a lot of noise, tumbling out the window, but didn't Idiot. wake up Pazinski. Uh, oh, he's not waking up anytime soon. So her mom and her boyfriend got out. They had a son, but he was asleep. They but, left him in the yeah, but the, I, the reason why they left him in there made sense. But at first, I was like, why the fuck they leave? But yeah, okay, tell that. me, please, yeah, how so, it made sense. They left Bradley. They left Bradley, who was sleeping on the kitchen floor behind the um. Behind with the okay, behind with the expectations that police would rescue him. So, the police told them like, "Look, don't wake him up. Leave him there asleep, and we're gonna go in and get him." So, and they did that because they were saying that him being a child, him Might waking wake up, up we make too much noise. So they wanted they like leave him. I mean, I'm twelve. <laughs> I'm not a baby. I'm not gonna wake up like. <laughs> All you gotta do is wake me up and just be like, "Hey, shh, be quiet." We Wait, so he was twelve years old. That's what I'm saying. That don't make sense. That wasn't a good excuse. I'd be like, "Fuck you." I don't. don't worry. You know I, what? I'm thinking. I'm thinking like fucking. You know five what? They were definitely drug addicts. <laughs> I don't care. I, that I don't care. I, people can say what you want to say. You left a. That's a preteen. But the police told him to do this though. I wouldn't listen to them. <laughs> you at least Sophia on kitchen. Twelve. No. Twelve year old Sophia. No. Look, man. I think you and <laughs> Stephanie are two smart people. I think you, if you, put that, your put twelve year old kid, mouth. yeah, I think your twelve year old kid would be able to be like, "Well, we've been in here for six days. Wake me up with a little one of these, with a little finger on your lip, like just be quiet." Mm. I'm not gonna. I'm twelve. I'm not gonna wake up like, "Why are you waking me up? What's happening? Please, what's happening?" You know, like I don't. That wasn't a good reason to leave yeah. that kid behind. So, um, the expectations of the police rescue him. So officers fearing for the boy's life burst into the home. They have been. They have. What's it there? Have been many discussions on why the parents would leave their child behind. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. The documentary, so the documentary, a documentary aired on the British TV station More Four on April 7, 2010, stated that they believe as he, as he was a child, if they woke him up, woke him up, he might be upset, make noise, and wake up. Outside. He was twelve. Yeah. Um, Unless they're leaving out a part where he. Uh, is autistic or something, or something. You know, yeah, like, but they were saying they were saying that when I was 12 I I have thoughts of my own like I can comprehend that we've been trapped in a house for six days mm-hmm. and this guy's dangerous and now it's time to escape I'm not gonna wake up crying like a baby that's wasn't true. a newborn that's true that's true Got I mean up. I met I met <laughs> you when I was 11 I like you know like I remember that frequent like distinctly <laughs> I think I would be able to process being in a hostage situation and being able to sneak out of a house to save my life. Sure. And then it was like, so they were saying that he might make too much noise and then he might wake up and fucking just kill everybody. So that's what they, that's the, he, that was their theory. He had ball hair. He could have, at 12, he could he didn't even have to get carried out. He could have been like, look, man, hey, get up. And you get your grown ass, 12 year ass, 12 year old ass up and go climb out the window. Yeah, so they thought it was best for the adults to escape and let the police rescue the boy. That was a bad call. So according to officers, Pauzinski, who had lo- who had last been seen lying on top of his weapons, had sat up and reached for a weapon. This led officers to fire numerous rounds into mm. Pauzinski, killing him. him. While, while the events unfolded live on television, viewers oh. did not see the actual killing of Pauzinski. It's from like a sky chopper or something. Yeah. So following the death... Of Pauzinski, an investigation revealed that he had been shot 27 times by mm. police. An autopsy found no traces of any drugs or alcohol other than the Xanax. Yeah. Um, used to knock him out. 
while some doubts lingered in the minds of a few members of the public on shooting an unarmed man, the shooting nah. the shooting was determined by police to be justified. Nah, Black Lives Matter can stay home on this one. <laughs> he killed a bunch of people and yes. was riding trains yes. and all that. He was unarmed when they found him. He had guns on him though. Yeah. Nah, you kill him. So it was like when they showed it, it was like he bust they bust in the door and then like he woke up and like grabbed his gun and went to yeah. aim it and they just lit him up. Lit his ass up. Fucked the lazy boy up and everything. Yep. So shortly after the shootings, a woman was charged with illegally purchasing firearms for a convicted felon. So that's where he got the guns from. Yep. The woman had no prior criminal record and was paid by Pazinski a day before the trip. Oh wait, a day before the triple shooting for a shotgun that she was selling. She was also ordered a, in a civil lawsuit to pay 450000 to the families of the victims. God damn. <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, you know, man, that's uh, that's the craziest part, and that's the most logical. I'm not, a, I'm not a person who's arguing against guns. Like, I think people should be able to own guns. But in a situation like that, there's nothing you can do about it. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's fucked up. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you l- r- rattled off all the things that was wrong with him clearly i would assume that the laws worked in this case where he wasn't able to get a gun but then he just went and bought a gun from somebody, somebody else. else or so you can go to a gun show and buy a gun. like you can buy a gun from a person right like i'm a, i'm allowed to sell you my gun that mm-hmm. i own mm-hmm. as like a private seller right there's just, just so many somebody, loopholes just you know? find somebody that don't have a criminal record like this, yeah. this woman was pay him extra then, pay him a little extra pay him 10 10 cent on a dollar or whatever and, that's the end of that yeah so um, it's just it's just crazy that you know and how you, many guns and are, you really can't do nothing about that. It's nothing. It's nothing you, it's you, can, nothing do you so. can do about that. Um, but my but I don't believe the solution to that is that everybody has a gun. You know that everybody should have a gun mm-hmm. and then walk around with guns and then this guy isn't dangerous now. It's just and that, I don't want to get into a whole thing, but that I mean you know yeah, but that too is like <clears throat> I don't wanna, I don't, don't want to get into it either. Yeah. It's like it, but it makes even for, I guess for me, it makes you have a short temper. Like, yeah, don't fuck with it's me. like you know you have a right. gun. I like, know I got yeah. a gun, so don't fuck with me. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it puts a real like chip on your shoulder. Like, exactly. Oh, you disrespecting me? Okay, cool. I got something for you. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I think that that argument implies that humans are these logical, like level-headed people who make decisions based on their life being in danger. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just pull the gun out because you got the glizzy on you yep. and you want to flex and you feel like you just want to let people know, I'll, I'll fucking shoot you. Mm-hmm. Even if you won't, you just want to scare somebody. Right. That's more more often than not, everybody's not a responsible gun owner. Some people just, I got a gun on me, you want to talk tough to me? Okay, well, let me show you my gun. Exactly. You know, so I don't think everybody should have a gun. That's right. That's just... I don't think that's a good solution to that problem. But in this case, there was really nothing that could have been done about this guy being able to get his hands on guns because mm-hmm. he did it in like a shady way. But it's still just crazy that he was able to stockpile an arsenal, you know, yeah. or, and, and that there was somebody who was like, oh, you'll give me some extra money. Yeah, I'll buy you seven sure. guns. So after all that now. Now, I read this earlier, but I didn't the name when I saw the name, I was like, I don't know who the fuck this is, but. This is the <clears throat> this is about her mom's boyfriend. So McCord attempted to collect a ten thousand reward offered in the apprehension of Palzinski, claiming he was the first the first to call nine one one. The guy so, with the Xanax. 
So now you're trying to get some money, yes. Now you're trying to These get some money. These people are drug addicts. <laughs> <laughs> so resulting in the capture of the suspect, he was turned down, however, because he did not call the Metro Crime Stopper. So he didn't even call the right... <clears throat> he called the he police. He just called the police. <laughs> so he was like... No, little police. Oh, my listen, goddamn money. Yeah, no, listen, uh, I called the police before I left my son on the bathroom floor, I mean, in the kitchen floor. I was the one that called him. I wanted to get the 10000 Sir, this is the police. What's your emergency? These dudes, are, these people are drug addicts, and I've I've made my mind up, and that's just what the case is. I'm yeah. sorry. So that's pretty much it. And they also said the former hostages also filed a lawsuit against police because they saying they didn't protect them. The former hostages? Yes. So Lynn and her boyfriend. Probably Lynn's boyfriend and the other. Oh, trying to get money. Yeah. They no. were trying to get money to get drugs. And then it was like that. You didn't Tracy, protect us, what? Tracy. The Tracy Whitehead, the girl, like, she won $100,000 in a contest on Howard Stern show. Taking a titty down, probably. <laughs> what a trashy family. I'm so glad they're alive. Like, congratulations. But that final oh, nail right there that you just put in there, this is a family of drug abusers. Opioid crisis in America. Did he have, like, a radio show, like, butt naked women on yeah, there? Yeah, she probably put her titties out or something. I'm, I don't think she went on Howard Stern show and won a spelling bee. Oh, shit. I'm pretty sure she, like, put a, a pickle up her butt or something and... She put it further up her butt than anybody else on the show, and she she won $100,000. Yeah. And then she bought her mom some Xanax, and they all partied all night long. That was funny. It's like The Wonderful Whites of West Virginia, <laughs> the documentary I just watched. It is, I bet they're like that. Just like super trashy, just fucking partying and all this kind of stuff. And she met, and this guy, what's his name, Pazinski? Mm-hmm. He's like Dennis, who was one of the girl's boyfriends who she hated, but she kept fucking him all the time. Mm. But it is, it is sad that Tracy... It's pro- probably still scarred of, you know, maybe, hopefully she's in a relationship now. It's almost 20 years ago, mm-hmm. but I'm sure that really doesn't. You don't just heal back from that. Yeah. But then again, she went on the Howard Stern show. Like, she might have bounced back, you know, pretty good. Yes. You got to have, you know, some confidence to go on the Howard Stern show. So that was Joseph Palzinski. All right. Which that was, was crazy because it was just like in the area that I still live in. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's that's nuts, that's man. I mean, the stuff that you were saying, I can, like, the, the pictures being painted in the woods and the Best Buy and the Target and the shopping centers. And, and I mean, it's pretty I found nuts. this because I thought you may have saw it because it was on Facebook no. for a couple of days because it's a it's a Facebook group that's on there now. It's like, it's called, like, Do You Remember Essex? Oh, what? And it's, like, people on there, like, do you remember Golden Ring? And then it's, like, people, old pictures of Golden It's some crazy shit. It's, like, some of the shit I'm like, the hell? Yeah, I, I was I was probably like five years old when that place closed down. I used to go there all the time. Yeah. There was there was a virtual reality game there before there was even this was virtual reality before virtual reality. I'm sure a lot of people. You talking about arc- the shit you get in and it? It's a mine. Car, it's a mine car. I'm sure a lot of other people's arcades from when they were kids had this. But that you get crazy. in a you get in a, a a seat and it's it it you look at the screen yep. and it's like. We're gonna go take a trip into the mine, and then but the shit gets crazy, and you're yep. on the tracks, and it's all yep. and the things jumping around. That shit was my favorite. It wasn't even a game; it was just like a ride, and I went on it every time I went to there. Every time, my yeah. dad used to. We used to go, and we always to get on that on that shit. That shit. Yeah. Was, I mean, memories, man. It's good that's times, but crazy, also man. within those times are times where we were in the midst of a lair of a motel. Where criminals come that murder people come to get That's night, fucking, a night's rest. That's fucking crazy. We could have stayed in his room, man. I mean, it's, it's a decent sized <laughs> motel, but as far as I'm concerned, we slept in his room, and that's going to haunt me tonight. Yeah. Um, but this has been another episode of Affirmative Murder. Um, I'm I'm glad you, were, you guys were able to participate as me and Fran went down this memory lane with a lot of dark corners in it, but it was fun. This was a fun episode. This was actually a really fun. This was. 
might be one of my favorite episodes. I had fun this one. Um, but we'll catch you guys next time. And, you know, always be on the lookout, especially because you could hear a story about behind your house 30 years ago, yep. there was a, a quadruple murder there. And it could change everything that you think about how 